When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, Craig Baird here. Before I begin today's story, I want to take a moment and ask that you check me out on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash CanadaEHX. There are several tiers with great benefits, from ad-free content to t-shirts and other cool stuff. And I have plenty of wonderful merch in my store, and the link is in my show notes. As well, if you're a fan of Canadian history, make sure you check out all of my shows, from John to Justin, Canadian History X, Canada, A Yearly Journey, and Pucks and Cups, along with Canada's Great War. And don't forget, you can also donate directly to the show at www.canadaehx.com. Just click Donate. It helps keep this show going. Okay, on with the show. I'm Craig Baird, and this is From John to Justin. The first Premier of Nova Scotia, Hiram Blanchard, served for only a few months. With his 88 days as Premier and remains the second-shortest-serving Premier in Nova Scotia history. The next Premier of the province, William Anand, served much longer, over seven years in fact, and had a long career in politics in the colony and the province. William Anand was born on April 10, 1808 in Halifax. His father had come from Scotland to Halifax in the 1780s and was a successful merchant in the city. As a child, Anand worked in his father's store, and he had a keen interest in politics at the time, and often spent his quiet hours reading the newspaper and learning as much as he could. After Anand's father died in 1824, he left his two sons, William and James, a small amount of money so they could get an education in Scotland. After his education in Scotland, Anand returned to Nova Scotia to become a farmer, having purchased some cattle and a house that he described as being in an, an excellent style. His goal was to be a gentleman farmer, and that led him to community affairs. And while farming didn't suit him, politics and community affairs certainly did. In 1830, he married Emily Cuff, but she passed away and he married Martha Tupper in 1834. In all, he had 11 children, 6 sons and 5 daughters with his two wives. Anand's brother also married Emily's sister, and both couples were married on the same day. In 1836, Anand was elected to the Nova Scotia House of Assembly. He campaigned on bringing reforms to the Assembly, including curtailing official salaries, improving rural roads, and creating a more efficient school system. He was elected the same year as his good friend Joseph Howe, a man who would have a large impact on his life. In the Assembly, he was a strong supporter of responsible government, but he rarely spoke in debates. In 1843, he proposed ending public financial grants to the sectarian colleges of Nova Scotia. His proposal was to create a single, non-denominational institution of higher education. The idea for this came after the qualification bill failed, and then said the university would be free from sectarian control, open to all denominations, maintained by common fund, and rallying round it the affections of the people. His proposal stated that the existing system of small colleges was inefficient and wasteful, Unfortunately, rivalries within the assembly caused the idea to fail. What it did achieve was the unfortunate disintegration of his party support in the colony, leading to an election loss for both his party and his own seat in the assembly. 
While out of politics, he started the Nova Scotian and Morning Chronicle newspapers. This move into Halifax was also greeted with enthusiasm by his wife, who did not like being a farmer's wife and preferred being a lady of the city. Anand returned to the Assembly in 1851 and remained in politics for the next quarter century. Working with his friend, Howe, he compiled all the speeches made by Howe, edited them, and published them in 1858. The two volumes included letters Howe had written dating back to 1839. Under the government of Joseph Howe, Anand served as the financial secretary from 1860 to 1863. He had the nickname of Boots for his unfailing loyalty to Howe, but despite speaking more in debates, he was said to have a poor and thin voice with a halting speaking style. His opponents considered him to be a man who was slick and had been elevated to a position beyond his abilities. In 1862, Charles Tupper, the future Prime Minister and current leader of the Conservative Party in the Assembly, revealed that Anand had been speculating on land and conning British investors who want to invest in gold mines in Nova Scotia. While the charge was not proven, it did contribute to the downfall of the government in the 1863 election. In 1864, Anand returned to Nova Scotia from a trip to England to find out that the new premier, Tupper, was pushing Nova Scotia towards a new confederation. Anand was not a supporter of Nova Scotia joining confederation. In December 1864, he spoke at a rally where he called for a maritime union rather than a union with the province of Canada. He said, The time for the consumption of the larger scheme has not arrived. Anand wrote in the Halifax Chronicle, calling the idea of confederation the botheration scheme. The editorial in the newspaper attacked Confederation and the Quebec resolutions. Many believed it was written by Howe, not Anand. Anand then travelled to London in 1866 with Howe to lobby against the colony's inclusion. At the time, Howe was wavering in his opposition towards Confederation, though. As for Anand, he was still very against the idea of Nova Scotia joining Confederation. He wrote at one point, While nobody denied the power of the Imperial Parliament to sweep away the constitution of a colony, should the preservation of the national life or the great interests of the empire demand the sacrifice, yet in such a case flagrant abuse, corruption, or insubordination must be shown, or the existence of a high-stake necessity in presence of which all ordinary safeguards of existing institutions should give way. In May 1867, with Nova Scotia committing to joining Canada, Anand told the Assembly he would spend the remaining years of his life trying to extract Nova Scotia from the Union. After Joseph Howe left provincial politics to join the federal government cabinet of Sir John A. Macdonald, Anand took up the anti-confederation cause. As leader of the anti-confederation party, he won a landslide victory in the first Nova Scotia election and found himself the second premier of the province on November 7, 1867. Late in 1868, Anand announced he would be petitioning the British government to grant Nova Scotia release from confederation. He also said that if the petition failed, he would seek annexation with the United States. Howe wrote to him stating that if removing itself from Confederation failed for Nova Scotia, what would Anand do? Anand wrote back one word, annexation. This wasn't as strange as it sounds today, as a majority of Nova Scotia residents actually supported joining the United States rather than a Canadian Union. For Howe, such an idea was beyond comprehension. It was at this time that the two friends saw their friendship end. When Howe came to Halifax at one point on business, Anand wrote in the Halifax Morning Chronicle, Turn backward, turn backward, and blush for shame, O man whom Nova Scotia has hitherto been delighted to honour, whom she has raised and petted and placed high in honourable office, and who has made her so bare and ungrateful a return. Eventually, public opinion started to shift on the whole issue, and Anand's cabinet began to push for inclusion in the talks for better terms within Confederation for the province, 
but this was not allowed by the federal government. The party would eventually morph into the Nova Scotia Liberal Party as anti-confederation sentimentality disappeared. In 1871, now leading the Nova Scotia Party as was being called, his party won re-election, but just barely. His party lost 12 seats, finishing with 24, but enough for another majority. In the 1872 federal election, Anand also put his support behind Alexander Mackenzie and the Liberals in the federal government. As an ally of the Mackenzie government, which had come to power after the Pacific Scandal, Anand began to push for the construction of a new rail line in Nova Scotia. The government agreed, but only for a shorter version of the railroad. This collapse of the railroad proposal, as Anand had envisioned and promised to his constituents, damaged his popularity, as did claims he was making money off of mining and railway stocks at the public expense. Anand won the 1874 election, but lost four seats and barely held on to a majority. At this point, the writing was on the wall as his popularity was fading. He was soon replaced as leader of the party by Philip Hill. Despite leading the province for over seven years, Anand was seen as mediocre as a premier and generally considered to be a weak party leader. After he left politics and the premiership on May 8, 1875, Anand became the agent general for Canada in London until 1878. He died on October 12, 1887 in London, England, the Halifax Herald wrote. Though he had reached a ripe old age, the unexpected news was received with expression of sincere regret by citizens of all parties and creeds. The newspaper continued stating, He was one of the fathers of responsible government, and with the exception of Samuel Chipman, who is a last survivor of the galaxy of brilliant men who won the great boon for Nova Scotia. I hope you enjoyed that episode and our look at William Anand. Next week, we're looking at Philip Hill. Information from Canadian Encyclopedia, Biography, Wikipedia, Electric Canadian, Maclean's, Halifax Herald, Nova Scotians at Home, and Abroad, and the History of Nova Scotia. If this is your first time listening and you like what you heard, please take a moment and give us a five-star review to help other people find these amazing stories. And there are so many you can sink your teeth into. We also love hearing from you, so if you have a show topic you want me to cover, email me at craig at canadaehx.com or stop by my website and social media. I'll include all of those links in the show notes.